0: Okay, <clears throat> thank you ladies, yes, only ladies, <laughs> you have to look twice, right? <laughs> Matthew chapter number 24, why you go ahead and find that in your Bible, God bless Pastor and Cassie and the family this morning, we've been praying for them and uh, I don't know the status uh, presently but uh, just uh, want to uphold them in prayer, thank God for our pastor uh, I do, and uh, pray that God would bless his family and, uh, and be with him. I have, uh, <clears throat> when you're preaching, or right, you're up here or, you know, at a pulpit, you might be preaching, uh, you might be teaching, sometimes those two things will uh, overlap a little bit, uh, or you might uh, just be exhorting. And uh, exhorting is sort of encouraging or just trying to uh, exhort people uh, about something. And uh, this morning I really just want to do a little exhorting. So, so uh, I don't think anything that maybe you haven't heard before, uh, I, I wouldn't think it would be long. I, I, you know, every time you give people that assurance, the, the Spirit of God moves on you and you go twice as long as... But, but uh, I'm not expecting that to happen. Uh, So I think it'll be be, uh, a shorter message. Uh, Matthew chapter 24, I'd like to read verse 37 to 39, and thankful for the reading from uh, Genesis chapter 6 concerning Noah. Verse uh, 35 of Matthew chapter 24, just a few verses. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Would, Would you agree that even in verse 35, you could just stop and meditate on that? You you could just sort of try to digest the fullness of what that really means, and uh, and Jesus was just uh, you know he spoke the truth but he but he had a marvelous uh, ability that has been very good for us. Jesus is able to say very deep and and hugely significant things in just a few words, and that means you can just digest them and meditate. And I encourage you when you read your Bible, do not speed read your Bible. Uh, Do not speed-read your Bible. Your goal is not completion. Your goal is digestion. Uh, Your goal is meditation. So so to simply speed-read your Bible to achieve a goal and not get what you're supposed to get would would be missing the point. So take your time uh, when you read your Bible. uh, uh, Pause over it if you feel so led to do if a phrase leaps out or a couple of words or something that you just want to stop, uh, just go ahead and do that and uh, let the Holy Spirit just kind of share with you or, or, or just, you know, say to you what he would about that. But it's staggering, the things that are, that are said in the word of God. And this, you know, one of these, heaven and earth shall pass away. I mean, amazing. Verse 36 But of that day, when that all happens, of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Uh, For as in the the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, uh, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So we read that, uh, uh, that uh, it would be like the days of Noah, it would be how uh, the day will be characterized in which the Son of Man will come. Uh, I really do believe that uh, we are, very close to the Lord Jesus Christ coming back. Now, I've lived long enough to hear others say that. Uh, I've lived long enough to hear uh, men who were in the pulpit say, I believe in my lifetime uh, that uh, the Lord will come back, and those men are dead now. And uh, so I'm not, I'm not naive to the fact that that, that has been said uh, through the ages. Uh, I, uh, I was over here through the week, I had to, for a, a document towards uh, our, our building and progressing of things in Thailand, uh, strangely uh, they wanted a copy of Suzanne and I's marriage certificate and uh, Suzanne is over there at the moment and so uh, I, didn't, I didn't even know that we, you know, we still had it. I knew we still had a marriage but <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure we still had the paperwork. But uh, she knew where it was, and, and so we, 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 we pulled it out to copy it and send it over to them. But I was reading it, and I don't think I've read it since, you know, maybe the day we got married. I, 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 think, I think the day we got married, we probably pulled that out and had a look at it. But I was looking at it, and, uh, and as we were copying it, we were over in the library, and I saw the signature, you know, uh, Sydney W. Hunter. And, uh, and I looked at that. And uh, it was uh, 1988, and uh, I looked at that, Sydney W. Hunter, I was standing over there in the library, and I looked out through the, the glass, and I could see over here and the other building, and I thought, huh, who, who would have thought 30 years ago I would still be here, you know, <laughs> copying here, looking over to these very buildings. Uh, our, our, I, was, I was married... Uh, in the other building, uh, just sort of a little bit where Rhonda's office is, a little bit in front of that, there was a. There was a. Uh, it's where we used to do church. I was married over there, and uh, we had our reception in this building. So you're sitting right where the beef and gravy and everything else was. In fact, there's probably a stain on the floor right now. I don't know, but, but uh, <clears throat> this building, was where we had our wedding reception. There was all tables and chairs, all set up here. This was this was the building we had our wedding reception in, and uh, it looked you know it was a bit different to how it looks now, but uh, 30 years ago, and uh, you know I've lived long enough, I've heard enough preaching, I've I've uh, I've seen some anointed elder men get in the pulpit who who uh, had the touch of God on them, and uh, they would say things about the coming of Christ. So I'm not in denial about that, and if you're tempted to be dismissive and say, well, everybody says that in every generation, it, that's partially true, uh, but it's also true we're in a very unique set of circumstances right now. Yes. And I believe that probably it has been the Lord even leading our pastor to take us through the book of Daniel and uh, just to lay these things out for us uh, again. Uh, but we're very near, for sure, uh, the coming of the Lord. And, uh, and I think it's imminent uh, I think everything is shaping up for that. Uh, I think that men of God who, who meditate on these things and walk with God uh, are coming to that conclusion all over the world. And they're not coming to that conclusion but because of just one event or just another thing, but it's a, it's a, it's a culmination of things. So, so Jesus said that he likened our day to the day of Noah. And I just want to reflect on that a little bit. Uh, if it is true uh, that the Lord will come soon, and for me, I would say, and I'll, I'll, I'll risk this by saying it publicly, uh, I would say I would consider it a certainty that there are people here uh, who will not taste death the normal way, uh, but they will be taken up into the air. Uh, it, could be, it could be most of the people here, uh, or it could be some, but I'm certain Uh, that will happen. Uh, I'm certain that that's the day we live in. Everything is pointing to that. So living in a day like that uh, and living in a a time like Noah lived in, what what do we do in simplicity? Uh, What what is it that God would want you to do as a Christian uh, living in this day? Uh, You may have noticed that uh, globally or even nationally, uh, we're not increasing; we're decreasing. Yeah. You, you, you may have picked up that. Uh, and by the way, I saw the secular media yesterday pointing that out. Uh, they had uh, charts uh, where they said, uh, in, in, in fact, one chart was white people who believe in God, and uh, and and they can say things like that, and apparently that's not derogatory. But uh, but they were charting it out, and the whole idea was to to show people this is a dying thing. This is dying out. And uh, we understand that it's certainly diminishing. Uh, Jesus said, when the Son of Man come, will he find faith on the earth? And uh, so uh, I'm not expecting imminent global revival. Uh, I think it's going to continue to be difficult. And uh, we just need to realise our day and realise that like Noah, we're at the cusp uh, of very serious things happening. You won't be around for it. Thank God for that. Uh, The the tribulation uh, that will take place, the seven-year outpouring of God's wrath uh, on the earth, will be unprecedented in all of human history. And that's saying something. Uh, Say that to those who went through World War II and saw things they won't even speak of today. Uh, To say to them uh, what's about to come will be unprecedented it will exceed the worst of what you've ever seen. And, uh, and that's what's about to happen. You won't be here for it. Uh, if, you're, uh, if, you, if you're with the Lord, you, you'll go to the Lord. God does ne- uh, never does pour out wrath on His own children. God distinguishes chastening, which is an act of discipline or love, chastening is something you do to a child. Wrath is an outpouring of judgment. God's not going to pour out wrath on you because he already poured it out on Jesus for your sin. And so you're not going to be under the... the God doesn't do that. You, you don't do that to your child. You don't, you don't go and smack your child and, and you might chasten your child. You don't pour out wrath on your child. And so you won't be around for it, uh, but, uh, but awful, awful things uh, are going to happen that are just unprecedented. And you might think when all that happens, that those who remain behind will become repentant. But actually, as you read Revelation, they become more indignant towards God, more indignant. And we see that spirit today. Uh, um, There's no doubt today, if men could kill God, they would. No doubt. No no doubt if they could put God to an end, they would try to do it. Uh, So we're living in Noah's day And uh, and there's no doubt that uh, this is where we are. Verse 38, uh, Jesus said, it'll be just like that time. Uh, They'll be eating and drinking and marrying. Interesting, they'll be eating. They'll be eating. You know, I uh, saw an interview some years ago with an American lady, a coroner. And uh, she had the awful job of having to uh, examine, you know, the deceased and find out the cause of death uh, and know all the details. And somebody, they were interviewing her just like she was well-known and the questions were sort of like, how do you cope with your job, you know? She had young children. And she said, well, you know, I try to look at it as a service, something's important to do. Uh, she said, but, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's hard. She said, like, uh, you'll, you'll, um, you'll be with someone who just died, the deceased. And uh, she said, uh, you'll um, examine the stomach contents and you'll realise that uh, they just drove through McDonald's an hour ago. And she said, when you, you know, when you see things like that, you realise that they weren't thinking an hour ago. They were digesting their cheeseburger and their fries and they were just eating but you know what, that, that which they were digesting was never going to go to anything. It was, it, was, it was just going to be, that was it. It would stay in their stomach, no further, it counted for nothing. That's a sobering thought. And Jesus said, just before, they'll be, they'll be eating. There'll be people having their last meal, but they won't know it's their last meal. There'll be people eating but will never digest what they're eating uh, when, when it comes. So, so it's, a, it's a sobering thought, uh, the, day, the day that we, we live in. Uh, Noah, number one, Noah lived in an evil day. Uh, the Bible says, we read it in uh, Genesis chapter 6 and verse number 5, God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. I would say we're in a day like that today. The earth was also corrupt before God, verse 11 of chapter 6, and the earth was filled with violence. We live in an evil day. Uh, You can see things happening all around the world. You can see things happening uh, in our own nation. And uh, somebody put it this way, uh, people have lost their blush there's no shame of any sin anymore uh, every uh, uh, every imagination seems to be evil uh, every invention seems to be used unto bad ends and and uh, this is the day that we find ourselves in and we're alive in this day and Noah was in his day uh, you know there's warning signs but people don't see them uh, people 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 get in denial they they just they're just not seeing it now if you' If you're reading your Bible, if you're a Christian, you should be starting to see what's going on. You should be you should be saying, you know, this is this is different. This is not just you know a, a, a few rotten apples. This is really becoming like a, a, a sweeping uh, 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 you know uh, rush of water. Just just this is a tsunami of evil that is just going on globally and nationally, and and we're right in the midst of that. and and uh, Noah was, and by the way, that's why I think we ought to be prayerful for those who are representing our cause, or uh, uh, there, there are unsaved people who share our values. So let's appreciate that. Uh, there are there politicians, oh, politicians are all self-serving, well, perhaps, perhaps they all desire to go up the chain, and, and, and who doesn't in any career, but listen, if they're trying to take care of us with our values, let's support them. If, if they share the same perspectives that we do, let's support them. Uh, uh, whatever else they do, let's support them. Uh, Peter Dutton is a conservative. Whatever whatever else he is, he's a conservative, and uh, and he shares the same values that most of you would share here. Well, let's support that. Uh, Luke Howarth in the the, the the you know made a little bit of press this week, but. But he's a conservative. He shares our values. He identifies as a Christian. Well, let's let's support them. Uh, when I was in uh, Canberra two weeks ago, uh, Erica Betts came up for a chat and and uh, and and just talked with us a little bit about things. Well, let's support that, and uh, uh, and let's support the, the conservative people. Uh, maybe maybe they're not Christian and maybe they're not Baptist, and but if they're if they're supporting and standing for what you stand for, listen at the very best it'll probably just buy us time but let's let's be part of that okay don't 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 just give up that easy let's let's be part of that but we're in an evil day and uh, and the warning signs are there. I was talking with a man in Phuket one day and he was his arm was all bent up like that and and he had a bit of trouble walking and and uh, he was on the beach at Phuket and uh, no, I was witnessing on the beach It's probably the only reason I'd be there and um, <laughs> And so I was on the beach at uh, Phuket, and uh, he was standing there, and we were chatting, and I said, what happened to your arm? And he said, oh, I got caught in the tsunami. You know, I was, it, it was a tie. He said, I was caught in the tsunami. And I said, oh. And he goes, yeah, and told me some people were lost and that he knew, and I said, oh. I said, where uh, were oui, oui. He said, oh, I was right here, yeah, standing right here. I said, oh. And... Uh, he said, it was like being put in a washing machine full of nails and steel. And he said, that's, that's what it was like. He said, I was being tumbled around and cut. And he said, that's what happened. I said, what, 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 what happened on the day? He said, well, I was standing here, and you could where, where we were, we were right on the beach. So I was standing here, and he said, the water rushed out. There's a tie. He said, I mean, the water rushed out. He said, we'd never seen that. This man had been on the beach every day. He said, the water went right out. And I said, oh, I said, that, 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 that must have been the warning. You know. That was, I said, what, what, did, what did, did people start running? He said, no. No, he said they started, he said they were all fish jumping on the sand because the water disappeared. And he said they ran out there to start picking up the fish. And by the time we were out there, they didn't realise that that wall of water was coming back in and many uh, were carried away and perished. He lived. Well, we live in a day like that. You know, we, we we live in a day where the water is receding unnaturally. And we ought to look at those signs and say, you know what, this is not normal. This this is all pointing to the fact that something significant is about to happen. No Noah lived in an evil day, and often people who live in evil days don't don't aren't aware of it. I recommended it a little while ago to my children. They, I don't think they thanked me for it, but I, I recommend I said, look, I read a really interesting book. I said, you might want to read it. And, uh, and it was uh, a book, uh, I think the author's name was Ellie Weisel, he's a Jew, and the book is called Night. And uh, it details his experiences in a Nazi concentration camp, 1944-1945. And it's, it's uh, I don't want to say it's a good read, but it's, uh, it's, an, it's an informative one. It's a first-hand account. Uh, and uh, so I recommended it to the kids, who then said to me after, thanks, Dad... Next time you're going to recommend something so depressive, could you could you warn us a little ahead of time? I said, well, I didn't say it was a cheery story, but but uh, anyway, in the story, he uh, which is true, he says that that they kept living in denial about what the Nazis were doing. They they kept thinking this won't happen to us. He said our life was normal. It was just our life just felt normal. We we you know we 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 had friends, we, we lived in our area, our town, uh, we'd always grown up there, our grandparents, our, it just, the sun was shiny, the sky was blue, it just seemed normal, it just seemed normal. And we kept hearing about things in other places, but, but we just just didn't think that that, that really could happen to us. And, and he documents all of that. And that's the thing, when, when, when these things are imminent, as is the coming of Christ. People just say, well, you know, it feels normal. The sky is blue and and we we cannot comprehend where we are, that we're so close to what's about to happen. And we need to be mindful. Noah lived in an evil day as we do. And then secondly, I, I see that Noah believed in things that others considered absurd, no, Noah believed in things that others would have mocked him for believing. Uh, you know, there was a time in Australia, uh, if, you, uh, if you professed a, a belief in God or if you were a Christian, even if somebody wasn't a Christian, they'd give you a certain amount of respect for that. Uh, I remember for the few, little bit of time, I was studying in the uh, Presbyterian Theological College, my grandmother on my father's side, who, and they didn't go to church, uh, but when she knew that her grandson was uh, studying to be, you know, a minister, uh, she started giving financially to that every month to try to help me. And that was that generation. They just they just had some respect. Her, her parents uh, built the Presbyterian church at Mudgeribar, uh, where our family had settled when they came over in the 1800s. And there was just a generation that, that had a certain amount of respect. Uh, uh, you know, a, a, a mocker, a scoffer of God uh, a couple of generations ago was just a bit unusual, It wasn't common. Uh, but my, how things have changed. Has it not now become the norm to, to mock and scoff at those who believe in God? To, to speak with disdain, to, to, to question their intellectual abilities... Uh, uh, to to put them in the basket of those who must be somehow ignorant, ill-informed and uneducated. And uh, they scoff at the things that we say. Uh, Noah lived in such a day, but Noah held true to what he believed in. In Hebrews 11, verse 7, we read, "...by faith Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet." There was no precedent for Noah to say, "Well, uh, you've seen this before." There was, there was no, there was nothing visual that people could see. It hadn't rained before. They hadn't had a global flood, and that seemed like a very outrageous notion, perhaps, to those who'd never seen such things before. But Noah believed it because God said it, and uh, and we live in a day where uh, we're believing things that the world is being dismissive of, and. And, uh, and even calling absurd. I've never seen such, a, such an aggressive anti-Christian sentiment uh, prevailing in this country. And I think social media has fed it. I, I think people have felt emboldened to, uh, to say things on, on uh, social media. And, and uh, because it's become the, the world to so many people, they identify that that's a social norm. That everybody thinks that way. Uh, And partly because Christians are so quiet, Uh, partly because Christians say very little. Sometimes the only people who speak for us are the kooky people and then that just hurts us because people say, look at that, well don't, before you blame the nutters, have a think about all the times you're quiet when you don't say anything, when you don't want to speak up, you don't want anyone to look at you and, and in a condescending way. And so, so nobody speaks but the crazies, and that doesn't represent us well, but, but we just live in a day where there's a, an aggressive uh, 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 sentiment against all things that seem to be of God. They scoff, they laugh, say, so, oh, you, you believe in your Santa Claus in the sky, uh, as if somehow uh, that's what God is. Yet they believe in their little green men in the sky, and that's normal, uh, that's Okay. You can spend billions of dollars looking for life out there, uh, but to say there's a God is crazy. That was Noah's day, uh, living in a day where Noah had to hold true to things that he believed, even when others didn't. Noah believed things he hadn't yet seen. I believe in those things too. I believe that just to the north, if you could go up there, and you travel, you, you'll encounter a large sea of ice. A glassy sea, the Bible refers to it as. And if you, could, if you could get through that glassy sea, on the other side of that is a city. It's not a dimension. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a floating up there somewhere. It's a city. And it's called the city of heaven. And it's a city as real as the other cities in the world that you may have heard of, but you've never been there. I've never been been to to New York City, uh, but I believe it's there. Heaven is a city, it's there. And it's a real place, and there are are real people there. And and God is there, and Jesus is there. And and the world scoffs at that, but I know it's there. Uh, We speak of things that are not yet seen. Uh, Because it is God's way that that if you'll come to him, you must come by faith. Uh, By the time faith passes away and you see with your eyes, it'll be too late for you. But by the time you realise it was all true and by the time you realise where you are, it's too late for you. You know, the, the rich man who died without God and went to hell in Luke chapter 16, was very much aware of where he was. And he was thinking conscious thoughts like, I wish I could tell my family. I wish I could, I wish I could get back and warn my family so they don't come where I am. But no one knew that. No, no all they remembered of the rich man was when he was alive on earth. They, who knows what they said? Uh, they might have said, oh, he's, uh, he's up in heaven now celebrating they might have said that now they might have said you know when I look at night and I see a shining star you know that's his presence up there they might have said things like that they might have said oh he's he's happy now he's with his parents and he's been reunited with they might have said things like that but none of that was true no no he he was in fire he was in torment. He was locked away in a place in the centre of the earth. He's never going to see heaven. He's never going to get anywhere near heaven. He's not leaving this place except to go to the lake of fire. And that's the destiny of those who die in their sins. There are literally millions of our compatriots who, if they could come back, would run to their families and say, don't believe what I believed. Don't do what I did. Uh, I was wrong. But God does not permit them to come back. You see, see, when a Christian dies, the, uh, the, the Bible uses these beautiful words that we will fly away. That's, that's not just poetry. That, that literally means, you know why you're going to fly away? Because you're leaving here. Hallelujah. You're going. You, you, you're going to be met by that angel that probably has been with you your whole life. And that angel is going to take you and you're going to fly away and you're going to go through, you're going to leave earth and you're going to go up through the glassy sea and you're going to see the city and you're going to be there. You see, God's not leaving you on the earth because this earth is going to be destroyed. This whole earth is going to be burned up. There's no future here. There's there's no, you can't stay, there's no, God doesn't want you here. So 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 you get to leave, you're going to fly away. But, but to those who die in their sins, they don't fly away. They don't, they don't fly away to hell. No, no, they go down. They, 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 they made a choice for earth and in the bowels of the earth, in a place called hell, they will go. And they're held there presently. And that's where they are. They're not in heaven. They didn't fly away. They went down. And you either go down or you fly away. But there's, there's nowhere else. You don't blow around earth. Uh, you know, you, 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 you don't hover around somewhere just waiting to be called up by a Ouija board. You don't do that. When you die, you go to one of two places. And, uh, and uh, you'll, you'll thank God more than you thank Him now when you do fly away. You, you'll thank God. And when, when, you're at the, when you're witnessing the great white throne judgment, when people will be brought up from that hell in the centre of the earth, to be judged so they can be sent to the lake of fire to suffer their torments for all their sins, when all of that is played out before you and you see before you kings and nobles and, and notables, you'll thank God. Your salvation will mean more to you than it ever meant before. Amen. You'll realise reality will be there. But now, if you'll come, you'll come by faith. Well, I haven't seen heaven and you'll never see it unless you come by faith. It isn't God's way to show first. God tells you and God says, believe me. And when you believe in things you haven't yet seen, that's called faith. That's faith. And so Noah believed in things that he hadn't seen, that hadn't happened that hadn't yet taken place, but they were going to take place, and they did. And that's our day. This is a day to hold fast to your faith. Uh, uh, If you're a young person here today, whatever else you're holding on to, you better hold fast to your faith, because you're in a turbulent world. You're you're, you're in a world that's going to tip you and rock you worse than the best roller coaster you ever got on. That's, that's the, you better cling to your faith. The only anchor you have in life is your faith. If you're a Christian, you better, you better start reading the Word of God because you need your faith strengthened. You know, you watch too much news, <clears throat> too much social media. Uh, you're around uh, people who laugh at this stuff all the time. And if you're not careful, <clears throat> they'll influence you and uh, they'll, they'll start to scratch away at your faith. And uh, you you, you need to get your faith strengthened by getting into the Word of God and realising, thank God, thank God I'm saved. You know, I, I thank God for the youth camp that just took place this last week and the good report I had about it. You know, I was saved on a youth camp. Don't ever think they're a waste of time. I was 13 when I went on a youth camp and I'm still here. Uh, so so it's important number three Noah focused on what his task was in Genesis chapter 7 and I'm not there but if you're there Genesis chapter 7 the Bible says and Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him Noah did all that the Lord commanded him why do you say that Well, because God doesn't ask us to all do the same things. God never commanded me to build a boat, uh, thankfully. Uh, I never got asked to do that. But but Noah got asked to do that. So if you're living in a day like Noah's day, what should you do? You just focus on what your task is. That's just, what does God require of you? Curtis said to me the other day, we were talking about the imminency of the Lord coming back, and Curtis said, yep, I just know it, Dad, I just know it, uh, you know, I'm probably just going to finish school, and he's going to come back, and, uh, and he said to me, and you know, you know, what, and he was serious, well, you know, and, and, and now, and then what's going to happen to me, because I haven't done anything for the Lord, and he's just going to come back, and what can I do? I said, well, son, you know, don't fret too much, because I'm not sure there was a whole lot more you could do for the Lord. You're a student, right? You went to school. You tried to be a good Christian, right? You, you loved your parents. You listened when they told you to do... You, you didn't listen. You should have listened <laughs> when they told you to do things. And, I mean, uh, you, you, do, you just do what you can do, right? You're not on a foreign mission field. You, 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 you can't do all that. If Jesus comes back tonight... And that's it, and you're done, and you're finished, and your lego's left, and you're all gone. That's it. Okay, you've done what you can do. You've done what you can do. That's all the Lord asks you to do. Well, well, well a pastor, I'm at home taking care of the kids. You've done what you can do. You're faithful. You're faithful. He didn't ask everybody to rush off to the mission field. Or not everybody's called to the pastorate, and not everybody works in the church office, and. And other, not, not everybody does that. But just be a good Christian wherever you are. Well, well I'm at home most days. Well, God bless you. Uh, uh, pray, do what you can do. God asks no more of you than that. See, it wasn't everybody who God said, go build a boat. Noah did what the Lord asked him to do. And all you have to do is what God would ask you to do. And for most people, your life will be pretty well as it is right up to when Jesus comes, and there's no problem with that. If you're caught away in the office, if you're you're caught away driving to work in the morning, all is well. You're where you are supposed to be. Nothing to be concerned about. Just do what you can do. Do what you can do. We can't can't all do everything. We don't need to fret. We just need to do what the Lord had asked us to do. God said to Noah, build a boat, but he didn't ask me to do that. He hasn't asked you to do that. Just do the thing that you're supposed to do. That's all you can do. And then, number four Noah persevered over a long period of time. I think perseverance is probably maybe the test of the age. Perseverance. Keep going despite the day. Keep going despite the fact they're dropping around you. Keep going. Persevere to the end. Be found faithful. If you stumble, get back up again. If you fall, climb back up. But keep going. Keep going. Finish your days in church. Uh, Right up to the Sunday before the rapture, be found in church. Be faithful. Persevere despite the day. Persevere despite the mockery. Persevere despite the attacks. Persevere despite the decrease in numbers. Persevere. That's what Noah did. He just he persevered. And there's a reward for those who persevere. In Revelations three, verse ten and eleven, because thou has kept the word of my patience. I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Persevere, persevere. Keep going, keep serving. That's what Noah did. And then finally, uh, I want you to see that... uh, God did for Noah what he could not do for himself. And that's how it'll be for you. You know, we're limited in what we can do. I, I, I can't turn the tide in Australia. I, I, I can't push us back to another day. I can't stop the global trend to the left and, and uh, the casting off of all things God. I, I, I can't do much about the distortion of our judo christian history. And those who are, who are plunging us into uh, an anarchy, Now I can't do much about that. Uh, but God will do what we cannot do. God will do what he can. You know, I, I wonder if it had been left to Noah to shut the door on the ark if he would have. I wonder if it had been left to me to let people into heaven who never really wanted God, but I just had pity. Would I do that? I'm not as just as God. I'm given to bias. I'm not, I'm not as holy as God. There's just, there's just some things better left in God's hands. And, you know, that day that the waters begin to rise and the rain begin to fall, the culmination, and Noah probably looked up that first. Maybe he said, like Moses said with Aaron, this is the thing that the Lord spoke of. And he knew. No one knew at that point that was going to be it. But you know what? God, God shut the door that door was open for years it was open for years it just laid open Noah was a preacher of righteousness for years the door laid open and no one cared about it and finally one day God shut the door and when the door was shut the door was shut and nobody could go in anymore I wonder how long do you think it takes someone to call out to Christ? How long would you say it would take to, to pray a prayer? What period of time do you think would, would take place for someone to get down and just say, God, I am a sinner and I, I need you and I believe that you died on the cross for me and, and I want to go to heaven and I want to know you. How long do you think it would take to pray a prayer like that? Would it be just a few minutes? Certainly Certainly be less than an hour. How many waking hours do most people have? If they sleep eight, if they do, they have 16 other hours to think about whatever they want to think about. And you multiply that over a man's lifetime of weeks and then months and years. And you realise, as as I calculated that over about 75 years, I worked out it was somewhere in the figure of 428,000 waking hours that somebody had. If you had 428,000 opportunities to Call out to God, and that's all you'd have to do. Then, when God shuts the door, I'm gonna tell you something the door is shut, your chances are over. You, you're not getting another chance in hell, you're not gonna get another chance any other time. Your chance is now. Your chance is now. 428,000 waking hours. In any one of those one hours, you could have said, I need God. I I need to be saved. But if you've declined him on four hundred and twenty-eight thousand hours of time, you probably really don't want him. And when the door is shut, the door is shut. Right now, the door is still open. But the door will be shut. The door is open. If you, if, you, if, you, if you don't know Christ, if your sins are not forgiven, if you're not certain that that matter of your eternal soul has been settled, that you would know you'd go to heaven, you can do that anywhere, any place, any time. You can do it here. Uh, it's up to you. You just need to, in sincerity, come to the Lord and by faith believe on Him. He's made every provision for you to enter the ark. You know, that ark is a picture of Jesus. If you get in, you're safe from the flood. The Bible said that the waters just lifted the boat up. When you, when you get in the ark, it might be all happening below you, but you're in a secure place. God's in control. The door is open. Jesus is the ark. We live in the days of Noah. What, what, what will you do? If you don't know Christ, you should call out to him. If you're already a Christian here today, you say, Pastor, it's an evil day. It is an evil day. It is an evil day. Persevere, dear brother, sister, persevere. Keep going. Keep believing. Do what you can do, for soon the trumpet will sound and we'll be here no more. And you'll say, you know, I I remember Brother Shemish, Pastor Lloyd, used to preach that. I always believed it, but, you know, I can't believe it's actually just happened. It's probably what you'll say. They always believed it, but I can't believe it just happened. That's probably what people say when they die. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, oh I'm dead, but I'm not, I'm here still, I'm dead. and That's probably what they say. Because it never happened to them before. Let's have a word of prayer. <clears throat> Lord, we ask you to uh, please just uh, uh, help us uh, solidify these thoughts in our heart. Uh, We're a generation, Lord, that truly finds ourselves as in the days of Noah. And to help us, Lord, to emulate his faithfulness, his obedience. I pray that you would strengthen the families in the church. I pray that you'd strengthen the Christians. I pray you'd help us to be full of grace and full of truth. I pray that the love of Christ would abound in us and through us. And I I just pray you'd help us, Lord. Bless us. Keep us faithful. Uh, Remind us of things that we should be reminded of. Strengthen us by the Holy Spirit. Bless the service. Bless our pastor and his family as they're on our heart. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.